0: the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that opinions all are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law sensitive topics are discussed discretion is advised on this week's court tv podcast doomsday cult
1: mom Lori vallow has been surrounded by death for some time now and it's not just her children j.j vallow and tylee ryan tylee's father joseph also died of mysterious circumstances, and his ex-wife Lori once said on tape she wanted to murder him. We have those tapes, and Court TV's Chanley Painter will join us to discuss some of the more shocking moments. The recordings paint a picture of Lori Vallow like we've never seen before. Friend of the podcast, Monica Lindstrom, joins us to discuss
0: whether it's time to stop painting Lori Vallow as a potential victim. This is the Court TV Podcast with Vinny Politan.
1: Welcome to the CORE TV podcast. I'm Vinny Politan. Um, wow. Wow is all I have to say. Uh, we have something uh, in this episode that is pretty amazing. Uh, newly uncovered recordings of the so-called doomsday cult mom, Lori Vallow Daybell. Now, this is a woman. If, if you haven't followed it, we've got other podcasts where we go into incredible detail uh, of what is, is, this is all about. But the to put it in one line, it's about a woman who has two children who go missing. The children are found dead and buried in her new husband's backyard, okay? Her new husband is Chad Daybell. She's Lori Vallow Daybell. She's known uh, by some as the cult mom. He's known as the doomsday prophet, okay? For the rest of the details, you got to look up some other podcasts because we just don't have time. We got to get to these recordings. So let me bring in Court TV legal correspondent, Chanley Painter, uh, who's been covering this story for months and months and months and months. And uh, to me, Chanley, this is a major, major revelation into figuring out who this woman is and wow.
2: Yes, Vinny. Just when we thought this story couldn't be any crazier, there's another twist, right? We have Lori Vallow Daybell on a recording talking about wanting to murder her third husband, Joseph Ryan. This took place in 2018 during sort of this informal religious discussion among people associated with preparing a people at her new friend at the time, Melanie Gibbs, home.
1: All right, so she's at her friend's home, and there's a group of people, and these people are all part of—what's of, 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 of what's this group that they're all a, a part of? Because we're going to play the recording, folks. We're going to play it in just a second, but I just want to give a little more context here. So who are these—who are these people?
2: Right. Well, preparing a people is affiliated with the Mormon faith, and— Basically, wanting to prepare for the second coming of Jesus Christ, so they had these conferences. In fact, two weeks before this recording, Lori met Melanie Gibb at a Preparing a People conference where they talked about preparing for the end times. That's really what connects these people. And if you listen, I know we're about to, any part of this recording, you can kind of get a glimpse into the thinking of that organization and this group of friends.
1: So, as they are preparing. Uh, for the end times, which is part of their, their belief set. Um, Lori Vallow is talking about the end times of her third husband, right? This is Joseph Ryan. Now she's, she's on husband number five. Now again, for more details, go to a prior podcast because there's a lot to get to here, Uh, but this is number five, right? That she's on now. So this was number three. And at the time that she is, is recorded here, they had been apart for many, many years, right? Because she was with number four.
2: Right. At the time of this recording, she's been married to Charles Vallow, her fourth husband, for about 12 years, Vinny. She divorced Joseph Ryan in 2004. And again, this is in 2018. So they've been divorced for a while, but they had this really bitter custody battle over their daughter Tylee Ryan that went on for years at one one point Joseph Ryan claims that Lori was keeping Tylee from him he went a whole year without seeing her he filed papers back and forth and so a lot of acrimony between the couple even though both had seemingly moved on
1: right and and this is very common right this is a common occurrence people fight over you know custody and and other issues like that it's not unusual for that to happen. But now, let's take a listen. The other p- piece of the context here, right, in terms of the timeline, Shanley, because I want to set this up properly, is that she's talking about her third husband who she wants to murder, but he's dead already.
2: Yes, he is dead already. In fact, he passed away six months Before this recording in 2018 of an apparent heart attack, Vinny, Uh, at the time, you know the investigators conducted a welfare check on his home, found his body, and he'd been dead for a while. He'd been dead for a while in his apartment, and that was it. That was the end of the investigation. Natural causes.
1: Well, yeah, well, I, 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 we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. All right. So now we've got the context. Joseph Ryan, husband number three, is has already passed away. This is six months later. She's speaking to a group of people preparing for the end times. Here it is, folks, Lori Vallow Daybell.
3: I had um, been married to someone who was very awful, who raped my children. And um, I had divorced him and gotten away from him. And he had joined the church. He spoke in state conference. Everyone thought he was wonderful. He was very good showman of all those things, and after we were divorced, um, he told everybody that I was this lying, crazy Mormon, and got up in court and said all these horrible things about me, and turned it around to where the judges believed him instead of me. And he was constantly trying to get custody of my three-year-old daughter, and. just to rub it in my face and um I went through a lot of years of of this kind of hard stuff and I was going to murder him I was going to kill him like the scriptures say like Nephi killed him just to stop the pain and to stop him coming after me and to stop him coming after my children and I was just I just thought I couldn't take it anymore. And I would go through the scriptures and find all the things like, if he comes against you once, if he comes against you twice, if he comes against you three times, then you can kill him. It says it in the scriptures. I'm like, there it is. There's my answer. I don't want to do anything that's wrong. I did not have a murderous heart. I just wanted to stop the bleeding and stop the pain.
1: Wow. Uh, Shanley, this, and and this is, this is revealing in many fashions because it gets to a couple different things. One is, she is th- not not like, "Hey, I, I just want to kill him. I just want to kill my ex." You know, people. No, I want to murder, murder him. To me, that's a much more powerful word. Maybe it's just because I'm a, a lawyer and a former prosecutor, but I find that much more powerful. But she is now using religion to justify taking the life of a human or wanting to take the life of a human. That is something to me that is the most revealing in what we just heard.
2: Yes. Huge red flag. In fact, this recording, Vinny, it was turned over to the Phoenix police department for, uh, by the sister of Joseph Bryan saying, look, this death needs a second look because given what we know now, years later about Lori Balladable and the number of suspicious deaths surrounding her life she doesn't think joseph ryan's death was of natural causes and just now the phoenix police police department has said they will review his death based on this recording about lori vallow talking about murdering joseph ryan
1: and when you talk about what has happened to her children right her children found dead and buried in her new husband's backyard I mean the fact that the way she she interprets religion and 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 takes a, you know thinks about what she needs to do and and who should live and who should die to me there's such a parallel potentially no one's been charged with murder i always have to remind everyone no one's been charged with murder of the children but i think the investigation of the murder of those children is going to be was it along some sort of motivation, uh, uh, perhaps some warped religious belief. Like the religious belief that's going to tell you that, yeah, the judge doesn't believe you in the courtroom. Therefore you have to invoke God to kill Joseph Ryan so he doesn't get the kids. Um, And then the kids end up dead.
2: Right. And Lori Vallow at the time of this recording has not yet met Chad Daybell. She meets Chad Daybell a couple of weeks after this recording, according to what we know in the timeline. And in this recording, however, they do talk about Chad Daybell's books and how great his books are. So she knows who he is, but they haven't quite met yet. And before this recording, Vinny, that was really the turning point that we knew between Lori and Chad and what happened was when they met. But here, this recording is before they met and we can reveal, we can see her thinking at this time
1: absolutely although uh, y- you've got the the you know she's reading chad daybell's uh, writings and perhaps prophecies but they have not met they they haven't had they haven't been making out over at the byu campus yet right, <laughs>
4: right. because th-
1: th- 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 that's one of the facts in the case folks okay chad daybell still married to tammy Lori Vallow, you know, a, a widow because her brother shot and killed her husband number four. Uh, please refer to a prior podcast for more details on that one. Um, but meanwhile, she's uh, making out in front of her friend Melanie Gibb over at the BYU track. Wow. Okay. Uh, wait, I went off on a tangent there. I'm sorry. I just can't get that image out of my mind.
2: Nobody wants that image in their mind, Vinny. <laughs>
1: well, here's the thing. Here's here's the question. Well, first of all, it's at BYU, right? And, right. and you know, they have a lot of rules there. A lot of been rules. There. That,
2: I've been on that campus. I've been to yeah, the track.
1: I I I had an application years ago. I was gonna apply until I, I read some of the rules. I believed in a lot of the the um some of the rules that they had, but the, there was one where I couldn't wear shorts and I don't think my hair could come past my collar. And <laughs> I was sporting a serious, <laughs> serious uh hairdo back in the day. And it was, you know, it was it was uh Business up top, but party in the back, if you know <laughs> what I mean.
2: Bullet, a mullet, a mullet, we're going to have to see pictures.
1: So I would have been kicked off a of campus. So I ended up not applying there. Uh, but it was a beautiful campus. And that was the, yes. the regular BYU. This is BYU in Idaho, but I'm sure it's just as beautiful there. Mm-hmm. So um, again, I'm, I'm, off, I'm off on a tangent. Um, but Let me just ask you this, Chandler. This might be inappropriate, but it's the podcast, so we can do this uh, once in a while. All right. And I don't, you know, I don't think the bosses are listening. So, at what age do you think people should not make out in public? Is there a cutoff age? Because I think there is in public.
4: yeah Because they're, I mean,
1: they're fully adult. They've got adult children. Get Get a a room. room. Hold hands. Get a room. Hug, snuggle. We don't need to be making out on a college campus at that age. Okay. But that, to me, that's very revealing. About what was going on between these two and what what you know, what was coming in the future. Because his wife was still yes. alive. His wife was still alive. Okay. Let's listen to more of these newly uncovered recordings of Lori Daybell.
3: And so someone wise was speaking to me and said, You need to go to the temple. So I went and met my bishop and I was like, I'm either gonna turn my life to the temple or I'm gonna commit murder. So do you wanna give me a temple recommend? and i was perfectly honest because at that point i had nothing to lose you get to the bottom rung and i had nothing to lose and he gave me my temple recommend and i started going to the temple every week by myself not with my current husband just by myself to the temple to the mesa temple which i love um we moved here from texas to get away from my ex-husband that was doing all this but he moved here like five miles away from us, just to continue to torture me. That was his whole entire job. And Satan had been torturing me since I was a little kid.
1: There you go. She's she's talking about Satan. Satan has been torturing her since she was a little kid. Was Satan torturing her while she was, uh, you know, participating in the Mrs. America competition back in 2004, representing uh, uh Texas or trying to win Mrs. Texas back in 2004? I mean... She, her view of everything is bizarre here, absolutely bizarre. But do you think that her ex husband followed her to torture her or perhaps to see his child?
2: Right, that's a great question, and it depends on who you ask. If you ask anyone associated with Lori Vallow, of course, her friends and her family are going to support her point of view. But if you ask Annie Cushing, Joseph Ryan's sister, you no, know, he wanted to see his children, his daughter, Tylee Ryan. He adopted Ryan, uh, Colby Ryan, uh, Lori's older son, as his own when, when they were married. So it depends on who you talk to. And I know that you mentioned the Miss Texas pageant. She competed in that while married to Joseph Ryan.
1: See, it was Lori Ryan who was representing whatever town they were, they were from in the uh, competition. Okay, so these uh, recordings are out here now. Um, it, it's really fascinating to to take a closer look at Lori Vallow and, and understand a little bit more about her. But the more we learn about her, um, the more disturbed I am. Chanley Painter, uh, thank you so much, CORE TV legal correspondent. But Thanks, what what has just been revealed here by Chanley is uh, to me so important. And and what we're talking about is when these recordings were made, October twenty eighteen PC pre-Chad and to me that is incredibly revealing we're going to bring in uh, our favorite attorney from the great state of Arizona Monica Lindstrom because I have a question to ask her and that question involves evil evil do these recordings reveal the evil of Lori Vallow Daybell that she can no longer just pin on the doomsday prophet Chad Daybell that's my question.
0: The answer coming up. Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area.
1: So Lori Vallow Daybell revealed in these new recordings and it takes us to a place, folks, that I I didn't know what it was like. And this is Lori Vallow Daybell before she meets Chad. Because we're looking at this case and no one's been charged with murder, right? But eventually someone has to be charged for the murder of these two children. And, And the question all along has been this relationship between Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow Daybell. Who is pushing who, and is Lori Vallow just a victim of the doomsday prophet? Was she just a follower, and somehow he manipulated her into this strange, bizarre world of murder, even though no one's been charged with murder? Um, is, is, Is that possible? Well, I think that these recordings reveal that I don't think that is really possible. That's not what we're talking about anymore, because Lori Vallow was talking about the murder of her third husband before she ever met. Chad Daybell. So let's bring in a friend of the podcast and of the program every night from eight to 11 on Core TV that I host. Uh, Monica Lindstrom joins us from Arizona. Great attorney. She's a radio host. Was it KTAR? You got it. There you go. Check it out. And um, also does some uh, judging on the side. She does it all. Uh, But let me ask you this question based upon these recordings and what we hear from the mouth of Lori Vallow Daybell. Doesn't this reveal that really there is a level of evil inside her before she ever met the Doomsday Prophet and her now fifth husband, Chad Daybell? And that it will be very um, disingenuous for her to allege that she is just merely a follower of Chad and he was manipulating her.
4: I think it could show a level of evil, but I think more than that, Vinny, is it shows a level or the level of her mental instability, right? And the level at which she can be manipulated because you, could, she could still be considered a victim of Chad Daybell and hear me out. It's very clear now as we're getting more about her past and her history and her her thoughts in the past, that she is clearly mentally unstable, unstable, and I'm not talking about insanity. I'm talking about instability. Like there's just not something, you know, sure, few light bulbs short of a chandelier kind of thing, right? She's she's finding excuses and reasons in other places for her behavior, and she talks about being tortured by Satan, right? So there's just something there that's that's unstable okay now enter chad daybell he comes across this woman who like you mentioned had competed for miss texas she's clearly beautiful in his eyes sexy he's making out with her on the bui campus like a college kid or a high school kid right so he sees an opportunity to maybe make her his trophy wife and he sees that she's unstable so he kind of digs into that And plays on her vulnerabilities. So I think she could still be considered a victim of his, although there's more at play than just that, that led her to that path. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: I I understand it. But before she ever meets this guy, she's talking about murder. She gets into, and this is not unusual. And, and, and I think anyone who's been through a divorce or us in the legal world where we talk about the family court being the most dangerous place because emotions run so high and people break down. She just had a bitter divorce. She She had a bitter divorce from number three. There was a battle probably over some money because she loves uh, marrying people who have uh, a few bucks. Right. And and Although Chad doesn't have two nickels to rub together, Chad Daybell. That was that was a bad choice by her. But they did have that bag of money from insurance for a short time. But she is is talking about murdering him. And to me, it's it's just classic. Someone is inside a courtroom and loses. And she's blaming the judge. She's blaming Satan. She's blaming Joseph Ryan. Instead of looking at herself and her own behavior, she's looking for excuses, and it's her own shortcomings as a human being. And to me, part of that shortcoming is—is is I'm going to lash out, and and she is going to, you know, she accused Joseph Ryan of being a rapist. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's true. He never got locked up for for raping any children.
4: No, because but she's dead. throwing it out there because he died. Yes. Okay. So let's think about her words. She's not talking about creating a plan to murder. I know she uses the word murder, but when you look at religion. If you look at the Bible, you hear people talk about the word murder. It's it's a word that can be in the Bible, I'm assuming. I don't think I've actually read it in there, but I think I've heard that that word is in there. So if she's following the Bible. She's following scripture. She's using the words that you find within her religion to explain how she felt. I mean, quite honestly, Vinnie, if I had a husband that was raping my kids and torturing me and following me around to keep this going, I would want to murder him too. So I don't think that the use of that word is telling. I think it's the whole paragraph, the whole conversation that she's having is more telling because again, it goes into her mental instability and her her reliance on her religion, almost, well, to a fault. And so she's saying, God, I just wanted this pain to stop this bleeding, this horrible person to stop. So she starts looking for answers. What can she do? What can she do? And she finds it in the scriptures. It says once, twice, three times, right? You can go ahead and kill him. You can murder him. So she's looking for that reason, not so much an excuse, but I think in her mind, a reason to protect herself and, and her children. So again, it has to do with her instability her evil you and I think she's evil especially what she did with her children she allowed that to happen but I think maybe from her perspective and if she were to or if an expert were to take the stand in court they would say it's not the evil it was her instability and her reliance on scripture and that's what Put her in this place. She didn't think of a plan like Arius or or some of the other defendants we've seen, right? We're going to do A, B, and C, and I'm going to kill him, kill him, kill him, because um, I'm jealous or whatever. It was, oh my God, this man is torturing me along with Satan. What can I do? So I think that's what we get there.
1: And how convenient that he just happened to die of natural causes at a right?
4: age. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe the higher beings were smiling down at her. Maybe Satan reached up and said, I'm going to give you this one, Lori. I'm going to help you out here.
1: Well, I, I, you know, if it was just one premature dead body, I would say yes, but because her brother also died at a young age and her new husband's wife died at a young age. uh, I'm not, I'm not putting that all together. I think she's using religion.
4: Maybe gypsies cursed her and these deaths just keep following her. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you see? You see? Uh-huh. See, I don't think she's using religion to, to explain it. She's trying to, she's looking for a way to justify her so absorption Six of one, half
4: dozen of another, Vinny. Your expert would get up there and say, you know, justify her expert would get up there and say, no, 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 this is all she could do.
1: Yeah, but let's take a look at a neutral party who's looking at the whole situation, right? That would be a judge. And and as from her Her own words, the judge is not believing her. And when you get into a court and you're talking about the custody of children and there's wild accusations like this thrown around, no judge wants that blood on their hands that they are putting children into the hands and arms and control of an actual rapist. So well, no, my no. guess is if we got those transcripts of what happened in court, she's not going to come out looking too good. I mean, she's probably. Are you kidding? Uh, she's the one
4: that had custody. The judge didn't give the rapist custody who just happens to, you know, be dead. Right. But he was allowed
1: to visit his children. He was yeah. allowed to have his children and she kept violating those orders.
4: Well, could you I mean, eventually,
1: her? eventually she may have lost custody. But fortunately for her, he passed away of natural causes.
4: And, you know, I have, to, I have to bring up the passing away of natural causes, right? I just did air quotes realizing that y'all couldn't see me there. Um, Phoenix here, right? They're doing the investigation here in Arizona. I think this investigation, Vinny, is going to be a dead end. Like, the guy is dead. He's cremated how can you find any evidence against her other than these tapes saying that she wanted to murder him? Good luck.
1: Well, I I think what you have to do is track her brother, Alex Cox.
4: Okay. Track him. It still doesn't, you know, point a finger at her.
1: Where he was and when he was there and whether or not anyone is in proximity to the home where he was found dead. Kind of the same way uh, that investigators uh, attract Alex Cox to the site of yeah. the remains of the two children, can they track him to the site of the death of Joseph Ryan? Because let's not forget that Alex Cox, the brother of Lori Vallow Daybell, spent time behind bars for taking a stun gun uh, to the private parts of Joseph Ryan. Yikes. He did that. Yikes. He well, did that. I so, hate. so there already was a, there was already a physical assault of Joseph Can Ryan it, let's just by stop Alex Cox. For a Is it a stretch? Is it a stretch to think that perhaps they took it one step further?
4: You know, I just want to take a pause here for a moment and I want all the male listeners to just stop and imagine what that would be
1: like. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> and and here's the here's the worst part. Here's the worst part. Alex Cox, Lori Vallow's brother, used that conviction and that assault as part of his stand-up comedy routine. You can wow. check it out on YouTube. Wow. Yes, it is unbelievable. These people are bizarre, but there's this strange relationship and they're super super tight as siblings between Alex Cox and Lori Vallow. And, so he's and our Alex hit, Cox Yes, but 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 I wonder what motivates that. Is there something even more strange perhaps?
4: Ooh, are you getting into Freudian things there, Vinny? I I,
1: I don't know where it ends because huh. I don't think there are any limits to where this story can go. Well, and, there and are where, limits where
4: because her brother's dead and he's probably right. been cremated too, so we'll never know if she had anything to do with that either. I'm telling well, you, Vinny. Satan The, the, the reached timing
1: up. The timing of his death is also very interesting because, Uh okay, you got to follow the bouncing ball again here, folks. Lori Vallow's fifth husband, Chad Daybell, was married to a woman named Tammy Daybell. Her body was exhumed, and the day after her body was exhumed, that's when Alex Cox dies.
4: Ooh, spooky.
1: It's it's. It, I don't believe in coincidences. You can't believe no, in coincidences. I don't it doesn't. I don't the world, world doesn't work that way. I mean, it could have been some strange suicide, but they're they're blaming it on something in his lung. Huh. Apparently, I yeah. Don't, but I like don't know
4: an ice pick in his lung, maybe or something.
1: Yeah.
4: I'm just saying. So, bottom line, Vinny, I think these tapes are going to help Lori Vallow in trial because it's going to show her mental instability and that she doesn't really know right to wrong or right from wrong if I want to bring this podcast back over to the legal side of what's going on and just not the conspiracy theories.
1: I I think it'll help her during her sentencing. Okay. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be brought up during the guilt phase. I think after a conviction, maybe you bring it up.
4: She should be convicted.
1: Yeah. I I, I think she will be, but um, of what is the big question? Because once again, folks, I'll remind you, no one has been charged with any murders for all these dead bodies that are all around Lori Bell. not one charge for the death of anyone. Monica Lindstrom joining us from Arizona, which was the epicenter of this entire story before they moved the show to Idaho. Thank you so much.
4: Bye Vinny. All
1: right. When we come back, I'm going to explain that this case, this story and this trial is not really about religion. It's about greed, self-absorption, and extremely flawed people.
0: We'll be right back. true crime series these are the true
3: stories behind the trials
0: renowned journalist ashley banfield takes you behind the scenes of the most compelling cases in history
4: we focus on the detail we focus on the evidence
0: and investigates the murders lies and alibis that led to justice in the courtroom
4: this is the new chapter in true
3: crime
0: judgment with ashley banfield all new episodes sunday nights at eight on court tv
1: So I don't think that this case, this trial, this investigation, this story, however you want to term it, is really about religion. It's its not. It's about really greedy, self-absorbed, flawed people. And it begins with Lori Vallow And in these uncovered recordings that we now have, there are many revealing parts. I want you to take a listen to this because, to me, this explains a lot of what was going on and who Lori Vallow is and why we are sitting here talking about her week after week.
3: And people will come up to me all the time and be like, Sister, are you okay? And I'd be like, No, I'm not okay. And i just keep crying because I didn't want to tell anybody what was going on. I was just having my own pain. And I felt like, so the court told me that if I didn't take my daughter to him and drop her off with him as a five-year-old every weekend or every other weekend or whatever the schedule was, but they would put me in jail so I had to go take her to this monster my little sweet little baby girl and her off. and then I would go to the temple and I would cry and I felt like someone was just stabbing me in the stomach with a knife all the time I felt physical pain I felt so much physical pain and emotional pain and mental pain. And in the meantime, I was dealing with a husband and two stepkids and my two kids and then waking up screaming in the middle of the night and night sweats and terrors and all the things that go wrong with everything that happens with that. And So I just turned it all over to the Lord. I'm like, I can't do it. You have to do everything for me. Can't do it.
1: Now, the one thing I want you to notice in what you just heard is how many times she says the word I. I'm not okay. I just keep crying. I felt like um, it's always, I can't do it. I felt like I would cry. I would go to the temple. It's, it's I. She is so much about herself, Lori Vallow Daybell. And that's why we are where we are right now. Because think about her life. Think about her life. I mean, it's okay to get married and divorced. I mean, come on, the, the, the divorce rates are through the roof. She's on her fifth husband. On her fifth husband, and, and once you get past, like, four, I'm going to say, all right, it's time for a little self-reflection. Either you're, uh, you know, just a, a, a undying romantic and, and you just want to marry everyone you meet and you just fall head over heels until reality kicks in, or you are a flawed person. And I think she falls into the latter category. She's no romantic. She's about herself. And what can she get out of this relationship and what... what 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 do i do when it's all over right and she's a very spiteful person i mean this breakup with joseph ryan was horrible but the one neutral party in the middle of all of it uh who i look to as you know someone who's part of the legal system is the judge and in these family law matters judges will look at a situation they hear all the evidence it's not a jury that is making the determination the judges and yeah i know some judges can be biased one way or the other but She is like um, making these wild, wild accusations, and a judge is still allowing her children to be with Joseph Ryan. To me, she's unhinged. She will say or do anything to hurt and harm someone who is getting in the way of her enjoying whatever she wants. And in the Joseph Ryan situation, it was she wanted custody of that child all to herself. She wanted to control that child. And the judge said no, and that made her angry. And somehow, someway, Joseph Ryan ends up dead. No one's charged with murder. They say it was a heart attack. So let's go with that for now. But he ends up dead. She ends up getting what she wants. So how does all that play in, in, into everything else we're saying? Because we're, we're talking about cult mom and doomsday, and obviously it's, it's threaded through their religious beliefs. But what motivates all of their actions throughout, and I'm talking about Lori and Chad now, is not so much religion, but it's themselves. For Chad Daybell, this religion was just a vehicle, a vehicle for him to get somewhere where he never was before. Think about this guy. I mean, look at him. He's a mope. The guy, look look at him. He's a mope. Look at his old pictures. He's just a mope. You know, he's a normal guy. You know, he worked his way through school by digging graves and, you know, did this and that. He was never going to amount to much of a um of a celebrity, he could, you know, he could have a nice normal life, but Chad Daybell didn't think that he should have just a nice normal life. He needed the celebrity and and the love and the uh, he needed people to adore him and look towards him and look up to him and say, "You are someone. And he found that through his books and his writings. and that's what and that's what motivated all his actions. You know what was the life that he wanted? Now, well, geez, if I'm becoming this celebrity, I can't be, I can't be um, hanging around with the same wife and woman. I mean, she's a very nice woman, but she's not. You know, I need something a little splashier. And ooh, look at this! I've got this blonde over here, Lori Vala. Wow, she's a looker. Yeah, she's very. You know, she was in in these competitions and. Anyone that looks at her says, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. And all of a sudden, he's like, wow, now that I'm a celebrity, I get that? But I'm married, and and I'm this religious guy, so I can't get divorced. I've got adult children. I mean, I've seen this story a million times on on court TV. You know, people who who can't get divorced. People say, just get divorced. Well, sometimes people are in situations. There was a case I covered involving a rabbi, right? And he couldn't get divorced. Because if it gets divorced, how, is, how are all these followers of mine going to, what are they going to think of me? And they're not going to love me as much as they used to. Would people love Chad Daybell if he left his wife for some, some blonde? Probably not. Would his children be happy with him? Probably not. But if his wife tragically died somehow, some way. So again, no one's been charged with murder. Uh, they're investigating the death of Tammy Daybell but you know you put these little pieces together because they are common things that i've seen before and as you follow the trail in this case to me we're not on we're not we're not on some religious road here it's not about religion to me the religion at some point may be a justification for for your actions or you may try to justify it somehow to others through religion which we've seen chad do and we've heard, we just heard Lori Vallow do that as well. But what's really motivating them is to, is to get what they want. It's about them. Chad Daybell needs to be loved, and he needs to be splashy. He needs to be some sort of a celebrity. I'm an author. I've got this hot wife, and I've got a bag of money, and I'm down here in Hawaii. That's what he wanted. Lori Vallow just wanted some, some man to pay attention to her and just her and she wanted to be able to do what she could do you can't do that when you've got you know a a child with special needs or you've got a teenage daughter who you're not getting along with because she's a teenage daughter i mean it just happens moms and teenage daughters you know was it nine times out of ten they have some issues they grow out of it but there's issues and now all of a sudden, she's got a special needs child. She's got a teenage daughter. Oh, my, and I'm a single mom because my brother killed my husband. But now I've got this new guy. But this new guy, I can't bring along all this baggage for this new life that we're going to have, you know, as celebrity doomsday cult people with all our followers and our podcasts and our books and our bag of money from insurance. No, we can't, these, these kids are going to drag us down. So to me, if I were putting together an investigation and trying to build a murder case, that's where I would go when you talk about motive and trying to explain something to a jury if there are ever murder charges in this case, which there are not. How many times have I said that, by the way? But it's true. It's true. There's investigations going on, but no one's been charged. You need, you need the evidence. But if you ever do get the evidence then you've got to sell it to the jury. You've got to make them understand why someone would do something so horrible like this. And to me, this is what the story is. It's about two flawed people who wanted something, who needed something, and were going to do whatever it took to get there. And then they have this little side thing of religion that they use to justify all these bizarre actions to other people. That's the way I see it. We'll see if a jury ever gets to hear it. We'll continue to follow this one. This story develops uh, each and every day, and there are trials that are now scheduled for the spring that may very well happen out in Idaho. Uh, So we've got a lot to talk about in the future on this. Meanwhile, I talk about this many nights on my program on Court TV from 8 to 11, uh, Monday through Friday. If you have a digital antenna, please rescan it because you will likely find Court TV right there. Uh, you can also go to CourtTV.com to find out how to get Court TV in your area or to get all the other great information we have. And please check out the show notes. There's lots of good information there as well. That's it for this week, folks. I'm Vinny Politan. Thanks so much for listening. And as always...